GearNetwork.com. The following is a presentation of the Gear Radio Network. This is the Listen In Podcast with your hosts, John Cimino and Ryan Goel, here on the Gear Radio Network. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Listen In Podcast videocast here on the Gear Radio Network or on the YouTube page, audio, video. We are here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm John Cimino at IMJC Money on Twitter, joined by my esteemed co-host, my eyesore over uh, there, Mr. Brandon Grell. Brandon, say hello. Hello. And he's got the Red Wing Ale. I got the Red Wing Ale over there. A little beer. Yeah, I wish, wish. Help with the allergies, man. My allergies are killing. Oh, God, they've been, they've been terrible. But my eyes have been like dry all day, and I've been like walking around this like haze. I'm like, this is, yeah, this is worse. It gets worse every year, I feel like. Yeah, probably. and longer. Yeah. Well, I you know two two years ago, I mean, I remember it was really bad two years ago because that was when I had the, uh, um, I had the tonsillitis, the extreme tonsillitis. <laughs> oh with, yeah. Uh, with, when and but my throat also, I was so infected. Uh, whatever, it, clo- it was closing up. Told me that uh, I nearly <laughs> if I didn't go to the doctor when I did, yeah. I'd been in the yeah. ER. Yeah. Yeah, you almost sucked. died. Anyway, yeah, almost died. One <laughs> of my near-death experiences, ladies and gentlemen. But we are here to talk about, not about one of the times that I came close to death. Uh, we are here to talk about what everybody's been talking about of late, especially the past uh, five weeks. The last dance, Brandon. Uh, yeah. No sports, of course, being here on, you know, being under quarantine or whatever. Uh, ESPN uh, had, had been producing this documentary of the uh, 1998 Chicago Bulls. And because of the quarantine, they actually pushed it up earlier and to an earlier release. It was supposed to come out. I, I believe it was supposed to come out in the summertime. Yeah. Um, which was come out in be, July, I think. Yeah. Right after the NBA season. ended. yeah. Um, but you know, with no NBA season, they just, they pushed it up here. And uh, we talked about it a couple of times over the course of the past uh, couple of podcasts here, you know, made some inferences to it. And now we can fully dedicate the, the, the podcast to it because all 10 parts are gone. And uh, it is it, it was a tremendous series. So, Brandon, really, uh, let, let, let's start with that. Your, your thoughts on the series. What did you think of uh, just of the series entirely? Uh, I thought it was outstanding. Um, I thought it was really well done. Um, the interviews were good. Uh, some of the side characters were pretty great. Like the uh, security guard with throwing the coins against the wall. That guy was uh, incredible <laughs> with the curly blonde afro. Um, you know, I, the kind of behind-the-scenes footage with Jordan um, and and the team uh, – you know, we already knew Rodman was a legend. Uh, he was even more legendary after watching this thing. Um, and then you got to see... For you, like, Dennis. Yeah, you got to <laughs> see, too, though. Like, that shit didn't bother the team. Like, it, the media made it out to be like it was a big deal and it was like a tired act and all this stuff. But, like, you know, especially that, that last one when uh, he went to uh, <laughs> to WCW Nitro and... Was- uh, that was classic. comes back to cla- to practice the next day after everyone in the media made like a huge deal of him not being there and like it was going to disrupt the Bulls and they were so angry and all this stuff and the next day they show up to practice and they're all busting his chops calling him Rodzilla and 
you know, like they knew Dennis, Dennis was going to show up to the games every time and he was going to give everything he had. And the guy had an endless motor. He'd take charges. Mm-hmm. He'd take elbows. He'd get under guys skins, but it didn't matter. The guy was a straight up baller. Right. Um, and then just watching Jordan and his craft and just how many things he took as a slight against himself like even ones that were just like really a reach, like he just used it as fuel. And those are those guys, man, like those, those top echelon guys, they have that fuel. They can turn anything into fuel. When you say like Aaron Rodgers turns everything into fuel, Tom Brady turns everything into fuel, Mm -hmm. Tiger Woods, you know, and, and just Jordan, I mean, just that first finals when Drexler was the MVP and he was like, Oh, he's the MVP. All right. Well, I'm going to show him. And he went out there and not just beat him, but embarrass him. Like, that's how much of a killer he is. Like, these guys today that play now, like, you know, they're, they're the buddy-buddy. Buddy, the same thing years know. later with Malone, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they're buddy-buddy in the offseason, and they're, you know, taking trips together, and they're hanging out and getting their nails done or whatever the fuck they do these days. And then you have Jordan out here who's like, oh, Clyde Drexler, you seem like a nice guy. You won MVP this year. It should have been mine. Uh, I'm going to embarrass you, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be <laughs> mean as fuck and make you look absolutely trash. And he did. And he wasn't like, you know, he'd go out there and be like, all right, I'm going to embarrass this guy, and then not. Uh, he just did. Same thing with Barkley. I mean, mm-hmm. he went out there to, to beat Barkley and beat him bad. Yeah. Um, you know, and just some of the – like the toughness of those guys, like the guys that he faced and you look at the teams that they, they beat, like had Michael Jordan not been around during that era, like a lot of those guys that are in the hall of fame that are all timers probably would have had a championship or two. Oh yeah. That era. Absolutely, absolutely. And he just like, nah, you're not getting one. No, he wasn't. No, he you're wasn't not. Sorry, Stockton and Malone. You guys are cool guys, but right. you know what? Nope. Charles Peyton, Barkley, Peyton hey, you guys Kemp. got a dominant team. Mm-hmm. Peyton and Kemp. Uh, the best was him laughing at Gary Oh, Payton. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, well, I, I will glove, say the, I one, of the main, one of the big things that I, that I personally enjoyed with this documentary was the, the plain and uh, was, was how like everything tied in, how they yeah. tied everything in well because the, the whole premise of The Last Dance was to um, give unprecedented access to everybody that was watching about the 1998 season. Yeah. But what really drew me in was, yes, they started talking about the 1998 season, but then they would stop at a certain point. Yeah. The timeline kind of go back to where, you know, like in episode (laughs) one, for example, they talked about Jordan's college days Yeah, and, and his first year with the bulls and, and, you know, the, the, a bit of the, it, animosity between him and Jerry Krause, uh, who is obviously not alive to defend himself. Um, they painted him pretty, uh, pretty villain, pretty, yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, Reinsdorf, <laughs> Reinsdorf got off kind of easy and he probably shouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was the owner. He could have overruled everything. He could have. He absolutely and that bullshit, the, like, Oh, salary and injuries and yeah. old age killed our Dan. No, it didn't. Jordan was 35. He left for three years came back at age 38 and 39 and averaged 30 plus minutes a game and still was scoring 20 points a game on the terrible Washington wizards. You mean to tell me that the next season that they came back, they couldn't have come back in 99 
with the squad that they had on a shortened season. season, you mean to tell me that they couldn't have done that? Get the fuck out of here. They would have. I I do believe they, they would have absolutely done. And I think that year, uh, who won that year? That was the Spurs, the Spurs that won that year. Beat the Knicks. Uh, they beat the Knicks. <laughs> like, like they weren't going to get past Latrell Sprewell and the Knicks. Give me a <laughs> fucking break. And that was the young Timmy. And it's kind of nice because that was Robinson getting his title. Yep. Um, and, you know, you, everyone liked David Robinson. Um, that was his time to get the his Admiral. title. But if, but if Jordan around, I, I wouldn't have put it past him. Beating you wouldn't the, have got uh, it. No, they, they wouldn't have got it. I, I do believe. Although I, I do think they would have had to get somebody else in there on the uh, on the big man side, because Luke Longley was awful. Yeah. I was watching some of the highlights, like during those runs, and Luke Longley's taking like seven foot jumpers. And he's missing it by four feet. I'm like, you're 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 like right there. Just put it in the hoop. Right. Like, right. give me a break. And the missed dunk, he had the put back, and he, like, goes to dunk, and it goes flying over the rim. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Why did they so, keep you around? You were, like, the yeah, worst. Exactly. I, you know, part uh, – uh, another thing that I was uh, taken aback by, not necessarily in a negative way, but in a, you know, they, they did ESPN or, or whomever else besides ESPN that produced this a documentary – Netflix was the other producer. Um, they, they produced it very, very well to the point where they knew they knew that the way that they painted that picture, people were going to talk about it and not just talk about it next day or yeah. day after. Like they're going to be talking about this documentary for a while because it chronolo- it, 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 it highlights arguably the most popular team in sports. And yeah. and I told Man. you privately at the time that in the in the, the NBA in the nineties. God dang, it wasn't too many things that were more popular than that. And I would have equated the NBA in popularity to the NFL in popularity at that time, especially, Um, you know. Yeah, like it it was on its rise, like in the 80s, like Magic and Bird kind of saved it from being like the late night cocaine train. Right. um, Where it was just like cokeheads playing and like. 11 p.m. on a Thursday night on on TV, like public access and shit. Mm-hmm. Magic and 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 Bird kind of like saved the league from ruin, and then Jordan took it to a, like a new level. Like he made it in an international game. Like mm-hmm. he took it even with that dream team. Like had Jordan not been there, I don't think it would have been as popular as it was. Right, right. When they went to Barcelona, um, but I, I mean. He was the first athlete to kind of like really translate internationally. Like, right. Culturally. And now it's like, well. yeah, Just, and culturally you know, too. Made, made it a culture game. Uh, yeah. The shoes. The shoes, the, the endorsements, the Gatorade, you know, everybody, you, you still know, you know, like Mike, if I could be like yeah. Mike, the Gatorade, yeah. the McDonald's commercials, the McDonald's. With Bird. Yeah. You remember that? You remember those? Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's good that they that they did that, and I and it was such a flashback for 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 me because you know the NBA was appointment television back then, especially in watching yeah. the Bulls. And I mean, I was a Celtics fan, the, and I donned Bulls stuff because Jordan right. was that impactful. Oh yeah, yeah. And once he went away, I was like, "Well, fuck you guys." <laughs> but the criticism that I have uh, been reading and that I've been hearing, uh, and I bitches. want your opinion on this too, bitches. The, some it. of the players that were highlighted on there were 
you know, made mention how this documentary was made to uh, a sort of paint Michael Jordan in a, in, 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 in like a, a Herculean kind of fashion, you know, like uh, Scottie Pippen said he was wounded and disappointed um, by the, by oh, his yeah, character. Cause they got, um, because they got the view of him of the shit he pulled. Right. Like that we didn't really know about, like because there wasn't social media in the twenty four seven sports. And Jordan, era. Didn't, Jordan didn't say anything back then. No, he, he says, "Should he got a surgery? No, yeah, he should have." But do I understand? Yeah, I also understand. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and the sitting out thing, and the last like the right. last minute where he doesn't get the ball, like yeah, that does, yeah. that's not a good look, man. Yeah, and then uh, Horace Grant. Was another oh, one. Fuck that guy. Um, that guy's a hoe. He expressed. Uh, he expressed belief that the documentary was edited to favor Jordan, and he remarked that the series was quote entertaining, but we know that about ninety percent of it was bullshit in terms of the realness of it. Okay. Um, Craig Craig Hodges, uh, who was who wasn't interviewed for the documentary, uh, was bothered by Jordan's comments about the team's use of cocaine during the nineteen eighties. And, and all you gotta do is look at a team picture, and you know that half that team was on the train. Oh yeah, yeah. That that. The no, it's totally bo- normal to take a photo with your eyes, like where you have no eyelids. Yeah. Okay. When uh, with that first Bulls team that Jordan was a part of, he definitely um, did not look like he fit in with that crowd. Now, granted, he would he would grow to be the you know, wheeling, dealing, you know, gambling guy that, you know, that smokes his cigars and whatever, but he backed <laughs> that shit up on the court regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas some of the, you know, the cocaine users from the previous bulls didn't really care. They just went to the motions. Yeah. Gordon legitimately changed that well, culture and turned them into a winner. There was also the, um, that stupid rumor that, you know, Jordan retired because he was quote unquote suspended for gambling. And David Stern was on record to dispel that bullshit rumor too. Like, yeah, why would I suspend? <laughs> yeah, a, the guy that is making us more money than God right now, right. and and taking our league to new heights, and I'm going to suspend him over gambling. Exactly. Like, give me a break. Um, I, I I thought it was funny listening to Horace Grant doing all that talking. Uh, one of the, my favorite analysts here posts an old cover of a magazine from inside sports and it was the Horace Grant interview Chicago's unhappy bull and there's oh quotes on the cover that say Scotty's become arrogant and cocky and he can't handle fame Phil Jackson thinks he could take advantage of me those are just the quotes on the cover of the magazine um, so this guy was a hoe from the beginning and yeah. when he went to Orlando and got his ass cooked like fuck that guy <laughs> fuck Horace Grant <laughs> I believe full full on after seeing all the shit that Jordan did to some of these guys that weren't performing and the shit he would give them, mm-hmm. I believe fully that he told the the person on the plane not to give Horace his food because he played a shit game. <laughs> I believe that one hundred percent. He's like, oh, he's gonna tell me he because yeah, he doesn't want to look bad. And nobody wants to look bad on TV, but sometimes the truth hurts, you know. Right, right. Um, what does Jordan have to lie about? His legacy is his legacy. His legacy he could have is said cemented. nothing. He could have interviewed nothing. He could have said nothing about anything, and they just played this series without his interviews, and it still would have been fantastic. He's still the fucking goat. It wouldn't have had anything to do with anybody. But oh well, Jordan's out there trying to make his legacy bigger than it is. No, it's it's already huge. Yeah, you can't oh, really abso- make it bigger. Absolutely, you can't absolutely. make it bigger. I and 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 it's 
funny, you know, one of the one of the more recent times we've done the podcast, I wore I wore a Jets jersey for the draft or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, I couldn't find or, or actually check that. I was able to locate my old Jordan jersey that I had. <laughs> Fortunately, I've grown out of that <laughs> by many, many years. So me too, uh, man. I got rid of those a long time ago. The only basketball jersey I happen to have is I had is like a very 10. outdated LeBron James jersey, which I happen to be wearing purely to troll the people that are going to be watching this. That you know, heavily debate and partake in the LeBron yeah. versus Jordan. Uh, you know, I have a Larry Bird that does not fit. Yeah, and I have a Kyrie Irving, and fuck that hoe. <laughs> that jersey. It's a nice jersey too. Apparently, ho is the word for you today. Yeah, it is. People are hoes. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I I got that Kyrie jersey. It's a nice jersey, man. It's like all stitched. It's the new Nike one. Mm-hmm. Got the GE logo. It looks beautiful. Yeah, that's what uh, the, fits that's great. Braun one is here too. Yeah, got the fits Goodyear, great. The Goodyear logo. Can't wear it, man. Kyrie is such a bitch. <laughs> I gotta get my I gotta get my hands on a Tatum one. That guy's the next big thing. The next big if Giannis game. wasn't in the league. I think he'd be gunning for probably the biggest star in the league in the next three, three to five years. If you did, you say if Giannis wasn't uh, yeah. in there, I still oh, think Giannis yeah. is going to be like his game's going to keep improving and he's going to be like the superstar for years to come. But I think Tatum's going to be right there with him. Oh, yeah. Everyone was like, Oh, Stephen A. Smith's great. Uh, no, he's not. I've, I've watched Tatum a lot and he plays his game a lot like Kobe. He just has a little more length than Kobe did. Speaking of um, Kobe, how great was it? Yeah, that he was able to, you know, that. Well, did you read about that too? Like, no, he was I very. St- so, the producer that did this was really trying to get Kobe to, you know, go on record and 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 do the conversation, and it took. It was almost like pulling teeth to get Kobe to talk about you know, his interactions with Jordan and, 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 and how he was with Jordan. And he framed some questions some way in a way that like kind of made Kobe really comfortable and Kobe just like let it fly for like a half hour. He says, I got like so much good stuff. He says, um, it was really like, I was really worried that I was going to get nothing from him because he was kind of like, and he said we probably would have went longer, but he had another engagement that he had to get to, so he was only there for a limited time. But if he hadn't wasted so much time in the beginning trying to like get through to him because he was kind of standoffish about you know the whole thing, um, he was very like one word answer, you know, wasn't really going anywhere. And he says, I don't even know if I can use anything in here. And then he asked one question, and then Kobe's wheels got turning, and then that's when he started kind of like, you know, just letting everything go. Uh, it was pretty dope. I was pretty glad that they got him in there. Yeah, too. I was. It was very glad. You know, the- I thought Reggie Miller's stuff was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Bird also, and and, and the, the thought process going through his Fuck head. You, and that bitch. Yeah, but not just that, but like the the actual game where um, Reggie hit that amazing shot, and everyone's going crazy, and Bird's just looking up at the clock, like like shaking his head because he's like. He knew. There's still 1.1 seconds left. And even though Jordan just missed the game-winning shot, like, Larry knew, like, he's like, this game ain't over. Everyone's celebrating, like, you know, we just won a championship, but mm-hmm. he's still got a chance over there. Yeah, he, uh, well, Larry, Larry knew. He's, he competed enough against him. But, yeah. you know, a, a, another, ta- <laughs> another takeaway that I have, and that's kind of a good segue here, um, is, you know, for a long time, and I don't know if it's just perception, I don't know if it's, 
you know, he wasn't built, you know, we had the body of a Denny's manager or anything like that, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I love that term. A lot of people, you know, don't necessarily put Larry Bird for some ungodly, uh, ungodly reason as one of the goats in NBA history. And Jordan, in that documentary, made it very clear that Larry Bird was one of the people he was aspiring to get to, like the level that yeah. he was getting to. So to hear that. Him and Magic. You know, for you know, old timers like you and I already knew yeah. that about Larry Bird, but you know, casual new fans who were like some of the new fans don't. I think they discount him because he's white. I really well, do. Yeah, I wasn't going to go. He there. wasn't flashy. No, I, I really think that it is. I, I think what stereotypical kids now think is is that everyone was Kurt Rambis back in the day, mm-hmm. um, and they were slow, old, terrible, unskilled. And or like their other idea of like what white basketball players are European players, right? Like the Europe, their Euro guys are very dominant now. Like they're white guys, but they're European. They're not like American white guys. Um, people just sometimes American don't white realize, guys just want their hair cut, Brandon. Yeah, that's all. Uh, uh, <laughs> God, you gotta go there. Uh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird was that guy, man, and uh, people just don't know how good he was. But how much of a guy, like how much of an actual basketball player he was? Like he had everything. Like he was smart. He, he was, was a smart, smart, smart player. He was talented. He hustled. He gave his body for every play. Mm-hmm. He wanted to win so bad, and he is a legendary trash talker. Mm-hmm. Legendary trash talker. And every guy is like, I played up against Larry, and that guy can talk some trash. Right. Like he don't look like he's a guy that can talk trash. That guy talks trash. Yeah. Um. And so, and, and you know, putting all good of to that, see. putting that all of that there, when you have Michael Jordan, who today's generation looks at as 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 Michael Jordan appropriately put it to there's uh, still Reggie these Miller. hoes out there, right? But as he appropriately put it to Reggie Miller, black, yeah, Jesus. black Jesus. Well, yeah, and you got people that look at Michael Jordan from a from a you know basketball perspective as the Babe Ruth, as as Jesus, as Hulk well, I mean Hogan, that's what LeBron whatever, you know. James described him as his first meeting with him, right? Right. So you know, uh, you know uh, and, and and there's still these little hoes that are running around, especially since this documentary came out. Like this is their this is their moment to shine mm-hmm. about to to get out there and 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 grab their Captain America shield and their Thor hammer, but like, guess who's the best though? LeBron. I'm like, all right, LeBron is not. I mean, you cannot. Uh, we'll settle one debate with one argument. I saw it online. It was the best debate there is. If you go where, to a girl's house, you? you go to a girl's house six times and you fuck her six times. Or if you go to a girl's house nine times and you only fuck her three, who's the better one? You're six for six guy. Right. You're right. six for six guy. <laughs> guy that failed six times, struck out six times, went home with blue balls six times. That's not your goat, man. Right. I'm sorry. I love LeBron James. I think he's a great player. Um, but I, I think stop this argument. Like, I think I think it's a different game. It's well, yes, that's and that's where you watch I was, those NBA finals. You it, watch it, those NBA finals and you see how many times Jordan's hitting the floor. Like LeBron don't hit the floor, and it's not mm-hmm. because he's the biggest guy there, because people are afraid to even breathe on him without getting called for a whistle. Right. 
Now, I, I, do, I do not subscribe to the theory, though, that LeBron James could not handle himself or adjusted himself to yesterday. No, I he think would he have. Been, I think he would have been. I think he would have been a great player, but I don't think he would have been as good as Jordan. He's not as hungry. No, no, no. He, I don't think he would have been as good as Jordan, but he certainly would have been number two. He would two. have held his own. He would have, he would have been number two, absolutely. He would have been the, he would have been the conversation. Like he, he would have been a good player. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the most comparable player to LeBron James, like size-wise and skill-wise, a little less skill because he's a little slower, but Carl uh, Malone, I mean, he's built like Carl Malone was. Carl mm-hmm. Malone was like the biggest, stockiest, like, I mean, he looked like a football player when he right. was out there. He was yeah, a he, big he freaking was, dude. He was a, he was a big dude. Broad shoulders, strong arms, strong legs, just giant trunk. Um, and he was hard to move, um, mm-hmm. but he was a little slower, but LeBron could, you know, handle it just fine. I think what's even stupider is the opposite is that, you know, Jordan couldn't hang today's game. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like he'd Arthur be even Crowley more dominant. Out of retirement in today's game. Yeah. And still put up 20 points <laughs> still a game. Put up 20. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 Cause you can't do shit absurd. now in today's game. You can't do shit in today's game. <laughs> You know, no, do you imagine the space that guy would have to work with, mm-hmm. with all the moving screens and the the constant shifts, and the guys can't put an arm on you, they can't hand check you. I mean, they can't do anything to play defense anymore. This guy would be just running circles. So funny story. Um, I'm watching the you know edited version. I was just was flipping the channels, and when I had the girls, and the yeah. girls very much know my 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 daughters very much know the crying Jordan meme. Know that, that <laughs> Still your contact picture. They know of my um my 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 love <laughs> and adulation for that very meme. Um, so when I was watching you know a, a documentary where it shows the guy from the crying Jordan meme as they put it uh, playing basketball and playing basketball well. Like Diana yeah. came and she looked and she's like, why was he crying all the time? She's like, who's that guy? <laughs> uh, what are you watching? And I said, I'm watching Michael Jordan. She's like the dude, the dude from the crying Jordan thing. I was like, well, yeah, he's crying Jordan today. I was like, well, yeah. back then he was making other people cry. Yeah. And she was like, well, wh- what do you mean? She, I was like, well, he used to play basketball. She's like, I know he used to play basketball, but I've never seen him. I was like, well, watch this part. Yeah. And it was the, and it was the, um, the, the, the shot uh, against the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, that they showed and she was like <laughs> poor Craig oh. Elo. <laughs> you know posterized for history so you know it, it's uh it, I, I definitely paints a picture to the newer generation on exactly how special he was you know you, you, you hear and we'll wrap this up soon um but uh you, you hear at times you know man i wish i was around to see Babe Ruth play, or man, I wish yeah. I was around to see so and so play. I wish I was around to see this person play, this person play. We got to we see lucky. two of them. We were lucky. We got to I see feel. two great. We got three greats in our lifetime. Yeah, Brady. Brady. Well, not even just Brady. You could throw four on that one. Mm-hmm. You got Brady. We got to watch. Mm-hmm. We got to watch Tiger. Mm-hmm. We got to watch Jordan, and we mm-hmm. got to watch Gretzky. Yep. I mean, Gretzky's, uh, his records are never going to be touched. Yeah. The guy's numbers are astronomical. Arguably, we could throw, I mean, we really could add someone like Cal Ripken to that, too. Mm, no. Yeah, Iron Man. No. That would never be broken. I mean, 
yeah, that's a that's a record for playing. He like guess, he showed guess, up every day. Yeah. It wasn't know. like the greatest but, player. But like but like, you know, the holy grail, every time you grow up, you know, you always hear the, the generations saying yeah. you know, all right, or or just the, you know, how they paint the athlete like uh, yeah. Babe Ruth. I mean, prime example, Babe Ruth with, with baseball. Yeah. They paint him as baseball Jesus. Yeah. We got to see basketball Jesus. Like we did. There was there was yeah, there were great names before that, and there are great names after. But Michael Jordan, absolutely, yeah. by by and large, generation to generation, was the guy. He he is the the the, the standard bearer for the sport of basketball. I mean, it's it's still like. The shoes, the apparel, like that shit's still popular now. And he's been out of the league for years. Um, Jumpman logo. Yeah, the Jumpman logo. All the, I mean, and that's gone across sports. I mean, Jeter used to wear it in in, in baseball. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's guys with Jordan stuff in their hockey gear, even like back when you were allowed to do that shit. Football mm-hmm. too, like in, until they, you know, got uniform Nazi in football too. But like that that was a universal logo man like that it still is and uh, you know it very it, it well just, could be, i very well could be the the nba logo and yeah. i don't think it and i don't I, I think that would be the one thing that would be met with universal approval i feel i think so you know I like, cool don't get me wrong i like i like oh, the logo is not even on here but i i, I like it's on the, the back on those ones i think is it yeah yeah it is i feel it right here yeah um but uh you know the 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 current you know the current logo the longtime logo with jerry west on there yeah you know that's it, it's the logo you, you like the logo but if they were to take West out of there and put the Jumpman logo in there as the NBA logo, no one's going to argue that one. Yeah. Maybe Jerry West. And even yeah. Jerry West probably wouldn't argue it. No. I mean, he was okay for changing to Kobe. So, yeah. I mean, he didn't have a problem with that. So, I'm pretty sure he'd have even less of a problem with Michael Jordan doing it. Right. <clears throat> Just I don't know how it would fit. You would have to get rid of, like, the red and the blue because it's, it's, it's more square. Turn it, it long ways. rectangular. Turn it a long ways. Turn it a long ways, so that way it, come, it it holds the you know it's got enough room. Yeah, to but it's still got to be thick. Yeah, right. So if it was rectangular this way, it would be like a huge logo. <laughs> it would have to be just the jump man. Yeah, and then it would have to have like NBA right below it, but like no box around it. Put NBA on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Junk in the NBA. He's got it in his hand. Like indeed. Oh. Replace it. Indeed. Um, speaking of goats, though, too, like I, I see that ESPN is now producing a uh, nine-part documentary on Tom Brady's Super Bowl runs, too. Yes, I did. That'd see be that. pretty dope to see. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, there's going to be. I'd some, be interested to see some. some parts. There's going to be some parts there that I'm going to be like, motherfucker. Oh, a little, a little salt for you, but a little salt in the wound. Um, I'd be interesting to see like how much behind-the-scenes stuff we can get a Belichick to. And whether they even keep Aaron Hernandez in there, <laughs> <laughs> it might make some. It might make some. Let's just be player eighty-seven, and it'll just blur out his name. We'll put like some, you know. We uh, Brady Brady yeah, hits. It'll be like that old girl. Be like on the Simpsons. Ah, uh, there Brady hits. Mr. Tight Black. end eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. 
Very good. But uh, it was it was a great documentary. I was it was it was really well done. And and uh, it was great to it was kind of like great to take a trip down that memory lane. Like hell yeah, you remember all the moments, but you don't remember all the small moments that led up to those big moments. And you don't like stories. You remember Jordan hitting the game winning shot against Utah, but you don't remember he was the one that made the steal from Malone at the other end because he decided, you know what, Malone's been. you know, battling with Dennis all day. If I don't leave, I'm going to be able to steal the ball because he's not even going to see me. Right. And that's really smart basketball. And that leads to the game winning shot. But you only think of the game winning shot. You've got the image of him throwing up the hand and just holding it there. Or the one where he's paused in midair with 6.6 seconds left as it's going off of his hands. Um, You know, you've got those moments, but you don't realize that right before that he went down in four seconds and got a layup to cut it to a one-point game. Right. Then goes to the other end and then plays incredible defense, even though he's, ex- like, exasperated, like, totally exhausted, sucking wind, you know, chugging down Gatorade. Just, they were taking 20-second timeouts just to give him a few seconds to sit because he was that tired. Um, and yet he still finds that extra extra level to go steal the ball away from Carl Malone, who is not a small guy by any means. Um, and then he goes down the other end of the floor. And again, you don't know the, the thinking behind why didn't they call a timeout? Cause most teams will call a timeout and set up a play, but they were like, again, genius at work. You got Phil Jackson and, and Michael Jordan on the same brain lengths here saying, if we call a timeout, that gives them a chance to set up. I trust my guy is going to go and make the shot. <clears throat> I also found something interesting when I was watching the movie last night of game six. Mm-hmm. It was actually really well done. Like it wasn't just a zoomed in like version of the original broadcast. The commentary was the original broadcast, but there was a lot of stuff in there that was added. That was not part of the TV broadcast. They had like the, in the huddle microphones with Jordan and all them talking and Phil drawing out the play and you text winner coming in, yelling out things and calling people to go do certain things. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually watch the whole thing just yet. I watched it last night. And, um, what you also didn't, I never noticed. And it happened only in the fourth quarter when Jordan was shooting free throws, Rodman had his back to the line and he's just talking to a fan or whatever. And the ref was like, Hey, are you going to pay attention to the rebound? And he goes, Hey, you fucking miss this. And he, every time swish. And he just, he just turned around and goes, see, and he just goes right back down the court. Like it was so funny to watch him because he knew who he was playing with. Mm-hmm. And he said that on the game winning shot, he said, I just went and stood over in the corner. He's like, I knew I wasn't gonna get the ball. He's like, he's the only guy that was going to get that ball in that situation. He's like, and that's, and that's the difference between him and the guys of today, especially like a LeBron. And that's been a big criticism of LeBron. It's how he has deferred in those moments. A lot of times in his career, he's, as he's gotten older, he's been more willing to take that shot. But Jordan was like, they just looked at it and go, I know I'm not getting the ball. I'm just going to stand here. Like, he's going to take the shot. He's not passing it to nobody. I don't care if there's five guys on him and the coach comes running on the court to get in front of him too he's gonna take the shot no matter what and i liked what jordan said too he's just like i'd like to take the last shot he says because if i miss i miss you know who cares uh you you know you're you're gonna miss those those shots sometimes but i would rather miss it and not take it right well 
And we will, I, I will, I will leave it at this. You know, when we talked about, we talked uh, in the Kobe cast a, a few months ago at this point where we kind of uh, laughed at uh, the Shaq story when Shaq said that uh, he was, he was talking to Kobe and yeah. or he, the teammates were complaining to him about Kobe not passing the ball. And Shaq goes to Kobe and was like, Hey Kobe, you need to pass ball more or no iron team Kobe. <laughs> and he says, but there's an M E in the motherfucker. And Shaq was like, yeah, I lost this one. <laughs> and he sits down. Jordan had one on there, too. And yeah. I don't remember exactly what episode it was, but he said, and I quote, there's no I in team, but there is in win. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's great. I, so last, so last dance. Guys, man. Great, Doc. I was very, very pleased with it. I know you were, and that's why we were here talking, but we're going to go ahead, and as Ryan Wolf would say, Put a bow on this bad boy and wrap it up. Wow. So yeah. Yes. Very Is that good. what he does it? Not not with no, no, not with as much oomph. Uh okay. but uh but that's how I do it. But anyways He's the guy that works at Frontier, right? He's the guy that works at Frontier, yes. <laughs> Still, forever and a day. Even after it goes bankrupt. Yeah. And nobody you know, has anything to do with Frontier anymore. But anyways, uh, that's going to do it for the Listen In uh, podcast and video cast here. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in and letting us two knuckleheads uh, entertain each other, <laughs> more or less. Uh, yeah. Talking this about is how we get together in conversations these days. Yes. We can't go yes. anywhere. For now. For now. That uh, That is the deal. And uh, who knows? Well, we'll... We'll do more again. Sports uh, may or may not be returning. We're getting, you know, getting new things every day. Hearing about possible yeah. startups for the NHL, uh, for the NBA, possibly be starting in, you know, MLB. Yeah. Empty stadiums for the NFL. And- we'll see. We will see about all of that. But uh, we will convene uh, sometime very soon uh, on podcast form again. Brandon, this was fun. Um, man, uh, any plans for this weekend? Uh, just enjoying a lot of warm weather. Uh, I took off Friday, so I'm I got a nice four day weekend. Can do some yard work and cook out on Monday. Grill some steaks. Nice. It's really it, man. It's gonna be low key. It's gonna be chill. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Very good. How about you? Nine day weekend. Nine day weekend. That's it, Holmes. I'm- that's it. That's a good time when you get two weekends in one, mm-hmm. like one span. Do it every do it every year uh, for Memorial Day. But yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll uh, we will convene to help. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll convene a couple times next week. I got nothing going on. Literally nothing going on. I can't do shit. I, I don't have much going on either. So maybe we will. All right. Indeed. Uh, a reminder. We'll talk, we'll talk the change narrative on Aaron Rodgers. There. Yes. <laughs> we can. We can. We can definitely talk about that there because that. Uh, that definitely was a flip-flop. And hey, uh-huh. uh, for those of you out there in podcast land that follow this and follow other podcasts between this network and other networks, our friends at the BICBP Radio Network, uh, they are hosting the Western New York PodCon. Again, the second annual Western New York PodCon. And I am pleased, and it's on August 8th, by the way, and it goes digital this year because of the COVID. But I am pleased to announce that the JC Money Show is going to hold a time slot on there. Uh, I believe it's uh, at noon on that day. We are going to be broadcasting on there from the JC Money Show. Um, Probably it's going to be a hybrid between that and this podcast. Um, But it's going to be on there. It's going to be August 8th. Uh, Go on to Facebook.com and and check out BICBP's uh, 
the event invite for it. There's going to be a lot of the wrestling show is going to be on there uh, from our network as well, and a bunch of other podcasts from other networks. It's a it's a great uh, it's a great little thing to support the uh, podcasters of the area. Very fun stuff. We're going to be there August eighth, Brandon. Until next time, good day to you, sir. Good day to you as well. So long, everybody. Good night now. Flavor Flav, do us the solid, please. Yeah, boy! Hang on, one more thing before you go. Remember, listen to our sponsors following this podcast, as that does help this podcast and this network out in a way that we appreciate very, very much. So if you could just ride it out 30 to 60 more seconds after this podcast is over, listen to those commercials, it would be doing us a very, very big solid. And again, we thank you. This has been a presentation of the Gear Radio Network. For more, log on to gearnetwork.com.